The Chase Pack is brought to you by AG1. AG1 is a daily foundational nutritional supplement. All of the members of the Chase Pack and myself start our days with AG1. It's a great way to establish a healthy morning routine and set yourself up for a healthy day. AG1 is a science-driven mix that doesn't require any thought. You wake up, you make yourself a glass or a smoothie with a scoop of AG1, and you're set. Drinking AG1 every morning is such an easy way to get in the nutrition your body needs to feel your best. Order yourself some AG1 now at drinkag1.com forward slash the chase pack, and you'll also get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D3K2 and a free five-day travel pack. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Chase Pack, guys. Uh, I'm alone in Ballarat, Australia. Penny has left me back in Canberra, um, but she's on the podcast, fresh off a race, which we'll get her thoughts on. And we're joined also by Harry Palmer, YouTube sensation, uh, fresh off of COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feeling great. He's looking not bad for COVID. Are you back into training, Harry? Is the build yeah back, back into back course? into training? Yeah. So what is it? Eleven. 11 weeks out from South Africa, so I need to get my ass in gear, basically. Oh, plenty of time. Yeah. Be right. Yeah, 11 <laughs> yeah. weeks is heaps. Yes. Be right. Be fine. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What's the weather like over there, Harry? Is it still a bit miserable or what? I uh, went through a pretty good phase and now it's back to be shit. So, yeah, I'm very, yeah. very keen to try and get away. Andy messaged me the other day asking if I wanted to go out to Lanza for like a week or something. Because um, Everyone's got FOMO of Ari and I growing out on Ballarat camp. I know. <laughs> I'm seeing you guys. Andy's got that whales money. He's like, yo, you just want to go to Lanzarote <laughs> for a week? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, bro. Well, First class flights, like... I got you. I have a castle on Lanzarote. He was like, shall I just buy, shall I just buy Lanzarote? And I was like, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, as long as I'm invited. Lord of Lanzarote. And he just builds his own resort because Club La Santa won't give him a free, um, <laughs> yeah. free accommodation. He would just build an island right next <laughs> to Don't you know who my father is? I'll buy this whole club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a plan. But how's, uh, how's everything going for you on training camp, mate? Oh, uh... Bit lonely this week. I gotta say, I'm training very, very well. Uh, the bike, I set a huge, huge power PB as soon as Penny left. Like literally, Penny left in the morning, and then it was as if I was freed from so much <laughs> hatred and negativity. I pushed. I had an effect on your testosterone levels. Yeah, it was suppressed. <laughs> it was suppressed, and then I, yeah, I pushed. Uh, did a, one of the climbs over here. I went 425 watts for 14 minutes, uh, nice. which was which was like, yeah, that was that was like out of the blue because I wasn't. I was feeling very not like overly fatigued, but um, just doing a lot of intensity. So none of the and a lot of VO2 max. So like, the power wasn't. I guess I used to train like one huge session a week sort of thing and go into it pretty fresh. So like the numbers were always 
pretty impressive. And now I'm training a bit more like a big boy. So like, you know, I'm tired going into the sessions. Uh, so that was it's surprising. Finally joined the club. Yeah. <laughs> God, we just go back to the, literally week one of the podcast where Harry was like, yeah, if you want to be a professional, you got to train at least 27 hours a week. And I was like, I don't have to do that. I, don't I was like, that. this guy doesn't know <laughs> I'm what different he's talking from about. I know. And now here I am just like eating up 28, 29 hour weeks, like pretty, working out hard, like pretty much every day. Uh, and decent. just eating a shit ton. I think this is my fourth Coke of the day. Of the <laughs> evening actually um that's probably a secret but it's it's been good the 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 swimming is crazy like how much it comes along when you're in a, a training camp environment we had uh obviously penny and then chloe who's a mega swimmer so just having someone to chase is really really helpful in the pool and open water do you think that's like the the main difference between like your environment back home and your environment here like what would you say is like the biggest thing? Is it just training with others or, that, or is that the environment is like thing. better? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, overall it's better. I think the, mm -hmm. there's a lot to be said for a 50 meter pool. Yeah. I can't like, I can't even imagine, I'm excited to go back to a 25 yard pool for a little bit, but at the same time, I don't want to do it every day because I, yeah, I think it is not good for your open water. Um, It's just like too big of a break too often. Um, but yeah, that, that's a big thing. Having two training partners to, to just like always hold you accountable. And then, I, you know, we were racing each other a lot. So the fact that Chloe is the best and I'm just trying to like stay as close to her as I could every time took my mind off of like, oh my God, we're, you know, swimming 7,000 7, meters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I have this much more of the set. And then just having, yeah. having a coach on deck who like, you know, we're in the pool and we don't know what the next rep is. So we kind yeah. of just, you have to stay in the moment the whole time versus, you know, back home in Seattle when if it's, if it, well, well, even this week I'm solo again, I have a 9,000 meter swim on Thursday, but oh. I, I know it ahead of time. So I like the entire time I'm going to know exactly how far in I am and exactly how much left, which is definitely there's, you, there's different mental tricks to get through it. You can't just like focus on the, I mean, you do have to focus on the rep at hand, but you can't just be like, okay, try to race Chloe on this one, race Penny and focus on the, the next one later. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a training camp. A training camp is just, yeah. a, there's a reason people do them. It's better training. Once you get out of your routine, get out of your comfort zone. It's so effective. And uh, just in four weeks, I've seen such massive changes and there's still four more to go. So um, joining the, the swim squad up in Noosa, hopefully that'll be like just another kick in the ass to keep the swim gains going, but it's been good. Sweet. How about it you, Mick? Epic. How's the how's coming off of COVID? How's the are you like yeah. fitness there uh, or is it taking a bit to come back? Fitness, um, it took me a few days to get back into it, but I've I've started um kind of doing a few more like Ironman specific things now. So we're getting on the turbo trainer for like five and a half hours on the weekend now. Eleven weeks out. Pretty grim. Ooh. Uh yeah. I've done a few like key run sessions already, so that's going well. Um Swimming's good with the new squad. So yeah, this new squad setup's going really well. Um, and it's just really nice to have like a mix of ability around, but like they're all really, really like high performing athletes. So Wait, um, I haven't heard I haven't heard about that. So you're swimming with a new squad. Were you swimming solo before? Or yeah, so I was li I literally swam on my own for the last maybe two, two, three years. Um and now I've moved back towards like um uh, bath university um leon oh, chevalier his so you coach. moved 
Yeah, yeah. So I moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so I moved in December, um, basically to train with this squad. Because Ari never pays attention to anything. I know. Why. I was going to say. I'm sure Everyone really else knew Ari had moved. I, I probably asked <laughs> about that. And totally forgot. About his fucking Australian method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So Bloody long story short, yeah, moved and uh, got um, Leon's Leon's coach, uh, Rob Cheatham. He set up like uh, this squad. So it's Susie, Leon, me, and a guy called Freddie Webb. So it's only a small squad, but it just works really well. We've got Inspire a lane. Power. Yeah, we've got a lane every day. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's sweet. It's so good. That's perfect. I reckon four is like a great number to have in a squad, like for swimming, especially, and I assume you don't have to go super early in the morning, right, if you guys are all like pretty pro- like professionals. Yeah, it's like 10.30, so it's pretty chill. Oh, that's late. <laughs> that's so, so good because that means you can do like a jog or something in the morning if you wanted to. Yeah, hey, and that's yeah. like, but that's like your first hard session of the day. Um, exactly, yeah. Leon does not want to get up before that time anyway, so I'm very happy with it. <laughs> Uh, uh, classic. So, is he French? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been in the UK. But he's, for, but he's English. Okay, so he's like born. Yeah. Well, born he in actually. France? So I think he he was yeah born in France and then went over to the states for. I think he lived in the states for like five six years and then moved back to to France for uni and then came to the, the UK. So he's got a very weird like French American accent. Chevalier. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and are you guys pretty much swimming every day then harry or yeah so i'll swim uh just five days a week it's not i don't think it's anything as crazy as what you guys are doing in the pool but it's uh it's enough for me i don't find i'm actually someone who needs to swim all that much it's just it's just getting in the water feeling getting the feel for it um and yeah, i don't think i've ever swam over six yeah, days, so frequency honest, so. oh god yeah. i was thinking over duration all these yeah. uh, especially a lot of americans but probably a lot of people in general would just shit their pants at one of these sessions yeah 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 i mean i i, I hear about them i'm like no part of me wants to do that <laughs> i got hit with uh, 8k the other day what the fuck? Just, like, yeah, just like randomly. Just like oh, a, easy work, Ariel. Yeah, yeah, it's easy now. Oh, are these so like so? What are the like long? Are they like all long reps? No, no. Mixed okay, so the eight k swim. Like mix, yeah. The eight k swim the other day was uh, I don't know. Let's just say it was probably like eight hundred warm up, and the warm ups are not easy either because coach says I need to work on my aggressiveness and intent and like don't slow your stroke down so it's basically swim threshold from the first rep yeah and then so it was like whatever some 800 warm-up some kicking which i'm so bad at kicking penny can attest Um, but i'm working on it and then it was uh, a couple a couple rounds of 50 max like as few breaths as possible like long rest like literally just maximal and then um so I think I hit uh, a couple of those in, uh, it was like 31, 31 mid, 31 low, something like that. Man, that's pretty and good. It was pretty, it was good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm getting there. He's good for 50 meters, Harry. No, no, I get, I get, oh, is it? 200. <laughs> this pool, this pool <laughs> is long. Penny can tell you also, this pool is long. It was the indoor pool. It's 100%, it's 52 meters. Uh, <laughs> Two and a half meters long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then I, you know, I'm waiting for whatever it is. And, um, and it's like, okay, now it's a hundred max, but 
if you don't get to the other end in 31 mid, you're a pussy. It's literally just because you're being a pussy. Like I don't, don't save anything for the way back. You get all out for the first 50, then come back. Intent, intent. Yeah. So it was that. And then it was like, all right, hundred max, 400 pull paddles, another hundred max pull paddles, another hundred max pull paddles. I don't know how many it was. Um, and then it was eight by 50 max with a lot of rest. And then uh, coach had to go get a haircut. So uh, <laughs> uh, so coach says, okay, do a 500, five by 800 pull paddles. And that's the rest of your swim. Uh, and I was like, okay, so five, I do a five by 800. That would be the easiest beat you Yeah, yeah, it was like, great. Yeah. Five by 800. So five by 800 pull paddles. I finished this, the last rep and coach is sitting there back from his haircut. And he's like, all right, what was that? You ready for some more speed? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Okay. Because another thing that I'm working on is my negative attitude. So, uh, you know, I just do whatever coach mm-hmm. says. Um, you so just then become I did, a yes man. Yes. A couple more max. Yeah, at the max start, he was a bit of a nego guy. Yeah. Were you actually, you just got there and you're like, oh, fuck this. Oh, no, he, not quite. But he was, was a complainer, not... a sucker. I think a bit of complaining is healthy though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Not here. But he re- also realized no one was going to give him sympathy whatsoever. So he's ga- he gave up. <laughs> That's very no fair. So, so it's, yeah, it was 8K with a, a lot of all out 50. There was an all out 200 in there too with the same, like, if you don't make it through the 100 and 108, you're just, it's just your weak mind. Do you know what you did for the 200? uh no i I actually don't know one of the hundreds was really like close to 220 230 under 230 i don't know if i could break 230 in that pool like honestly this pool is long i went 1087 (laughs) in that pool which i'm I'm telling you it's a 106 in the outdoor pool yeah I've been using a lever movement system for months now and I honestly have no idea why I didn't start using it years ago when I first heard about lever. Um, For those of you who don't know what a lever movement system is, it's a system that you take to your treadmill like I take mine to the gym um, when I go to the treadmill at the gym or if you're lucky enough to have a treadmill at home, you can just take it to your your home treadmill and you, you attach it to your treadmill and then from there it attaches to your hips so that it takes weight off while you run. And I'd been struggling with consistency in my running for years, like literally two to three years. And I think I was a bit heavier than I used to be and just constantly getting niggles and injuries. So I decided to buy a lever movement system as like a last resort to try and fix it basically and get back into my running, uh, mainly because I saw heaps of pro triathletes and runners using them on Instagram. And it it just changed everything for me. I I just recently finished a four-week training camp with some pro triathletes and I was able to run 84 kilometers in a week there, which is the most I've ran in a single week in over two years. And I really do think it was all because of the consistency I found by using my lever movement system uh, a few times a week. I've completely gotten over a persistent lower limb and, and foot niggle I was getting from running the past couple of years. And yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive it's completely because of the load I was taking off um, two to three runs a week. And so if you're someone like me who struggles with finding consistency in your running because of niggles or persistent injuries, or like you just want to increase your your mileage a bit more safely, or even just as a preventative measure against injury in general, in general with your running, then I truly can't recommend getting yourself a lever movement system enough. They're awesome. And it's just one of those purchases that I can rec- recommend so comfortably knowing you 100% will not regret it. Um, so if you do want to try one for yourself, then you can head to their website and, and when you check out, make sure you, you use the discount code TTH, which gets you 20% off your order. Anyway, Penny, race report, 70.3 tags. Race report. Yeah. Well, it was a pretty old hot field. Um, it's some big names. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea Zadaro, obviously being one of the biggest ones. Um, 
Grace Keck was coming back from like a uh, for a first race after seven months off from injury, and then um, yeah, a few other girls in the mix who were decent athletes. Um, my day was a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. I um, yeah, I mean, how about we just start at the beginning, shall we? I guess <laughs> that's what we're here for. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was a I've cold and rainy on, morning in Tasmania. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bloom sat on, on Mount Wellington. No, not, not Wellington. What's the name? Yeah, it is Mount Wellington. Anyway, um, yeah, I arrived on the Thursday before the race. The race was on Sunday, so I had plenty of time to get ready, um, which is always nice. I kind of always like having like at least two, at least a day and a half to sort of settle into before I actually race. Um, but I did the race last year, so I knew where everything was, etc. Um, yeah, it felt pretty good pre-race uh, with swimming. Like uh, Chloe was down there, so we did did a little bit of pre-race shakeout and stuff together, which was good. Um, and did yeah, I did like a five k swim set on the Friday before the race, and then um, what else? And I did a ride as well because I had to get some stuff sorted on my bike, and then the usual pre-race 45-minute um, spin, 4K run off the bike and sort of a 1,500-metre swim on the Saturday before the race, uh, which I actually for the first time in a long time got done before like 11 o'clock. So it was really good because it meant that I could kind of just chill out um, on Saturday afternoon and get everything sorted. Um but, yeah, the weather on Sunday morning when we woke up, the race start was, like, 6.30. So Ooh, I, I was up at, like, 4.30. Yeah, pretty early. It's pretty dark, like, because it's obviously very southern Australia. It's really dark in the morning still. Um, and, man, when that, uh, my 4.30 alarm went off, I was struggling to get out of bed. <laughs> like, I didn't wake up until the second alarm. So, um, yeah, anyways, but... Uh, yeah, got down to transition and it was like sort of already drizzling um, down there, um, which like doesn't really worry me riding in the rain, but the course is quite like it's more technical, I would say, than pretty much all 70.3 courses there is, especially in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, so I knew that that would probably affect the bike and they sort of said that to us at this uh, in the briefing, like just before we went into the water. Um and last year when I raced here, racing Hobart, I had an absolutely shit house swim. So I was hoping that after my three weeks of 33K weeks or whatever, I was going to, and lots of hard open water swimming, that I was going to redeem myself a bit. Um, so, yeah, I started I started next to Sarah Crawley and, like, my um, – she's a pretty good swimmer. She's usually, she's usually um, a couple of minutes in front of me. So my plan was to try and obviously stay with her as long as possible. Um, so I swam on her hip for a bit, but there was another athlete on my left who was just absolutely pelting me the whole time. You should be used to that by um, now. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, you're usually I'm, the pelter. I'm very disappointed in myself, Harry. <laughs> I stayed and I stayed on a hip, and then it was really choppy. Um, anyways, it was just bad timing and also a bit of me. I think probably not being a gritty enough, but I just the athlete on my left like kind of dragged me down as Sarah cut in front of me. So it meant that I lost her hip um, and just lost a bit of that momentum. And that was about 250 metres into the start of the swim, which to be fair is the furthest I've swum with that group <laughs> before. So, That's all right then. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 
uh, yeah, so then I kind of lost that group a little bit. And then for some unknown reason, I decided that I was going to go to this green boy, like the way that the swim course was set up. There was two green boys to take a right-hand turn and then um, two pink boys to take a left-hand turn because it was like a dog leg, um, dog leg uh, swim course. Anyways, and for some reason I was sighting the wrong green boy. So I was like started going. I was like, why are they all swimming over here? <laughs> and I, um, yeah, anyway, so I was going to the wrong green boy. So I went about 50 metres, probably in too far. I know, I can't believe it. That's the first time I've ever done that in my whole career. Um, anyways, and so, yeah. Was anyone with you in, doing that? Or? Yeah, I had one yeah. person, like, following me. Yeah. Um, but then, like, Get they fucked. were lost to everyone. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what a brilliant strategy i know <laughs> yeah ruin someone else's day well it's one way to do it i also ruined my day a bit too but oh, it didn't seem um, like it <laughs> yeah anyway so i was a bit pissed off about that but it was my own fault so then obviously course corrected and from there i actually felt pretty good like i i was i've said to my like coaches and stuff like it's the first swim which i can't believe i'm saying this in my whole career almost which i haven't like basically hated the swim the whole time so I think that's a positive like I felt good and I felt like I was swimming pretty strong and I could have for once in my life actually see like the front pack in front of me (laughs) instead of like them being two boys around or whatever you know yeah um and yeah so I swam the first k really well and then I think I probably as coach would say lost the intent so I I probably backed off a little bit too much um, because I, in hindsight, I wasn't like probably breathing as hard as what I should have been in the last 900 metres. And I think I lost, that's where I actually lost the majority of my time because I feel like in the first K, I was sort of like within 60 seconds of the leaders. And then I lost, you know, I ended up two minutes 15 down out of the water. So I obviously lost a bit more time coming back in. Um, but all in all, it was like still a positive swim for me. I swam faster than last year and the course was probably a bit longer than last year and it was also crazy choppy. So, um, and I felt good. So that's good. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I got out onto the bike, except I spent about a minute effing around in T2 trying to do up my bloody tri suit. So <laughs> I had body butterfingers, which was really annoying. Um, but yeah, anyways, I got out onto the bike with um, Sophie Perry, who I've rode with me at Sunny Coast, um, and I knew that I didn't want to ride with anyone, basically, if I could avoid it because uh, the course, like that's just the way the course would potentially suit me. So I probably went about like 300 watts for the first sort of three minutes out of T1. Nice. Because yeah, it was kind of like a small uphill, so I could still stay in my aero bars and then um, hold good power. So I did that. Um, were you actively thinking, like, out of the swim, were you thinking, oh, I need to chase on and close this gap quickly, or were you just in your own head, you were, like, you just you were focusing on your own race? Um, I feel like my main incentive at the start was to not take anyone with me. So, like, that's why yeah. I, I pushed quite hard at the start to not have Sophie with me. And then it was also... Um, I thought that I would probably be able to make up a lot of my time in the first 10 Ks because it was quite a technical section, yeah. um, which is kind of placed to my strength. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, so I got out there, but, and then like five k's into the bike, I had like my head down and was on the highway and like, I was going like 45 k's now and like, I look up <laughs> the last second and there's fucking taxi coming the opposite way on the road oh, that's supposed to be closed yeah and i was like what the hell and then i was like shit am i going the wrong way because i was like <laughs> it's the same course as last year but i'm like shit did i miss a turn or something anyways it turned out i hadn't that the taxi just shouldn't have been there um so anyways i was pretty Should lucky have taken that it to i didn't run into it yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally um yeah, anyways, and then, yeah, I was riding okay. I did – there was lots of speed humps in, the like, that first 8Ks, and I did a couple, bit of air over a few of them, so I <laughs> thought to nice. myself I should probably call it. <laughs> um, and, the, yeah, so the first team guy actually overtook me on the um, – this like, going uphill on the technical bit, and I was like – and but then there was, like, going a bit slow down the other side, like too slow down the descent for me. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, he's obviously a really good rider. Anyways, I found out after the ride that it was Richie Port. So I'm glad that I didn't right. say anything to him. I was like, I'm glad it wasn't like, oi, mate, you're going too far. Oi, mate, you're shit. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways, it's safe to say he was very far. I think he ended up catching up to a lot of the professional males. Makes, which Makes sense. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, anyways, and so I was riding good and I got um, 15Ks in or 20Ks in. I was like 90 seconds from the leaders. So, like, they'd all, they were a bit disjointed um, coming out of the water, but they'd kind of all come together within like 30 seconds of each other. So I was like, yep, this is going good. And then I t- did one of the, I did a U turn and I, I don't know, I just up binned it around the corner. So I just like slid up out across the road. I just hit one of the white lines. So I wasn't going insanely fast, but I was not I wasn't expecting to crash, obviously, at all. Um so yeah, kind of just like got up and tried to recover from that as quickly as possible. Do you have any road rash or anything? Or are you like Oh no, I've I've got like a cut on my knee and my elbow, but I don't think like I wasn't really going fast enough. I guess with Um, it being wet as well, it's kind of it does help slide a little bit. Yeah, I literally just slid like just slid across the road. Um but yeah, I mean, obviously that like was a bit annoying because it cost because I just sort of finally felt like I was making a bit of inroads on the wow. leaders. Um, was the bike right when you got back up? Yeah, I banged my like the back derailleur, so it was okay. like the shifting was a little bit slow. Not but easy, yeah. other than that, yeah, other than that, I think I was pretty lucky that because I fell like on chain side, so yeah. I was lucky that it wasn't anything else. I think to yeah. be honest. Um. Yeah, anyways, and then basically I just kept riding as hard as I could, but I wasn't really, the rest of the bike, I wasn't really making any, um, the gap was pretty much holding exactly the same. Um, And I could see like the the girls were, like four girls in front of me were all riding um, in a group together basically. So in a group um, together, what does that mean? <laughs> does that mean drafting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. They all listen like, to the podcast, so you gotta be careful. Yeah, read between no, the lines. No, everyone. They, were, they were riding in a group. That's what when you're riding in a group. Out of the drafting distance. Um yeah, anyways, and I was yeah, so I was getting a bit frustrated that I wasn't making any inroads because I thought I would, to be honest. Um 
And yeah, I've unfortunately I've been struggling a bit with some left leg issues uh, all at the back end of last year after I had a big crash um, from like my hip getting displaced. So they sort of start to come in when I get a bit fatigued. Um, so that kind of came in a bit towards the back end of the bike. But I mean, I'm not not sure if it would have made much of a difference to me catching up to the other girls or not. But um, yeah, anyway, so came into T2 and I was in fifth. Uh, Chelsea had made a move off the front on the bike, so I think she was off by herself. And then I was, um, unfortunately, little Chloe, not little Chloe, tall Chloe, who we've been training with, she had a big stack um, as well on the bike. So I went past her and another girl on the bike um, on the second lap. So, so there, uh, there were a few crashes then. Yeah, pretty yeah, much everyone yeah. crashed think, except except Bailey. <laughs> Bailey and the joke here is Bailey yeah. is this kid who rode with us. Uh, he's he's uh, from Ballarat, so he, we were training with him a little bit, and he crashed by himself going uphill. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he was in a, he was in a team, and he went past me on the bike, and I was I was like a bit dirty, but that's all right. Um, he did ride very well, so. Yeah, so I think at least three girls probably binned it out there. So Chloe, but she hit the deck pretty hard. She she was like riding with Chloe, uh, with um Chelsea when she crashed. So um she ended up doing nothing. And then I think Hannah, who came third, also crashed. But apparently she crashed in the first case. So um yeah. Uh anyway, yeah, the rest of the bike was pretty uneventful. It was very ra- it was still raining a fair bit. Um and yeah, came into T2 in fifth. And then I actually, I know as soon as I start running, even if my legs don't feel that good, that they will usually come pretty good. That's what happened last year in pretty much all my races. Um, and so that kind of happened. And so I, the plan was to just go out at like 350 or 355 pace and see how long I could hold it. And I'd done a run session the week before which is about 20Ks and 16 of that was like holding around that pace. So I was like pretty confident that I would be able to hold it for a good 15Ks at least. Um, Yeah, so I did for the first, did that for the first lap and a half pretty easily and overtook Sarah who was in fourth. Um, And then I was closing the gap on third, Hannah. Um, She was still like 40 seconds up the road with one lap to go, I think. So... I was still, like, I was basically was trying so hard <laughs> to catch her. But there was a lot of U-turns on the course. Um, so it meant that obviously she could see me coming. So she increased her pace too, I think, a bit. Um, and, yeah, I just kept running really hard. And lots of people were, like, asking me if I was okay because I was breathing so heavily. I was, like, <laughs> wheezing. I just want to finish. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was, like, literally wheezing so bad. I went, like, past these age group guys, like, in the last three Ks because I was, like, it was a bit of a down uphill and then downhill section and I was absolutely trying to gas it. And he, he was, like, holy fuck, are you okay? And I was, like, <laughs> I was like oh, I obviously didn't say anything. No. I was out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so I think I crossed the finish line about 18 seconds behind Hannah um and at the start I was like when I initially finished I was like happy because I I was like a um half marathon like best run for me I think that it was a bit long of a course like 
it said it was 21.5 on my watch. So if you do my actual half marathon time, it was 122.45 or something. But on the actual actual thing, it says it's 124. So, but off the bike, if you do it, take the 122.45, that's my best half marathon. Um, So I can't be annoyed about that. I can't be annoyed about the swim. But then, like, after that, I was annoyed, obviously, about the silly mistakes I made because, obviously, 18 seconds was very long. And that's like that zipper in T1. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Or the buoy, and, like, going to the right buoy. Yeah, I mean, it's all, the mistake yeah. I made, the mistake I made in the swim, like, I'm not saying I would have necessarily swum with those front girls, but I would have been closer, so potentially would have been easier to actually catch them on the bike because, you know, all it takes is to get within a minute and then I think you're pretty, like, it's much easier to get back, get onto a group. Um, so I made the day harder for myself, but all in all, I think that it was like I'm still in a better place, um, like fitness wise, than I was this time last year. And the first um, race of the season as well, like you're going to make mistakes, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, Harry, I always come fucking fourth and i'm <laughs> yes. not always i want to get on the like, podium if I'm, not third, if I'm not third i'm bloody fourth and uh, it's really annoying so um yeah i mean yeah i guess that's i mean at least i'm consistent i suppose yeah but consistency it, yeah i mean four sounds pretty shit though right podium's fine fourth no one cares if you come fourth or fifth you know <laughs> First loser. Uh, <laughs> I care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Ariolus. <laughs> Lucky I've got you. It's my new name. Yeah. Ari and Penny have recently been on a training camp together, as you've heard about here on the Chase Pack. And throughout the camp, Ari was exclusively using precision fuel and hydration. And he said it's the best nutritional product he's ever used in his life. Ari loves the PF30 caffeine gel. He literally doesn't stop talking about it on camp. And he also uses and loves the PF90 gel and the flow gel. Um, he, he's used their drink mix as well and their sodium tablets. So he, he uses a lot of it, but his favorite by far is the PF30 caffeine gel. Um, he's been using them every single day while he's been on his Australian method camp. And his experience with precision fuel and hydration was the same as mine. He, he sort of tried it and he was like, oh, this stuff's good. And then he tried it a bit more. And after a few times using the gels, he started to think, okay, these things are definitely the best gels I've ever used. And he was talking to me about it. And I said, mate, that's exactly the same um, reaction I had. Like after you've used it two or three times, you go, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to be using another gel again. Uh, the, the reasons why is they taste great. They have a texture that's just so much better than any other gel I've ever had. Like they're not too thick. They're not too thin. They don't have that like hard to get down jelly texture that a few gels have now. They just, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just this really perfect um, texture that they've nailed uh, and it's really easy to get down. Um, They're they're super easy to open. They don't get messy or sticky and they haven't ever upset my gut. And Ari said the same thing about his gut, that he hasn't had a single issue while he's been using it on camp. So if you're not sure yourself on what nutritional products to use for your training or on race day, then I reckon you should make sure you try precision fuel and hydration for yourself. Um, I, I just think there's a high chance it becomes your go-to training and race day nutritional product. Um, yeah, I love it. Ari loves it. And I hope you do too. And if you do decide to try it for yourself, then make sure you use the discount code TTH15 for 15% off your first order. Did you have any like um, like moments in the race where, because I'm sure like age groupers listening to this, they'll go through moments in the race where they're like, they're questioning 
themselves are like oh fuck like am I even good enough for this or should I be doing this or whatever like obviously we're well we're like professionals we're racing like we they generally see us you know doing better and probably looking at us thinking oh they probably feel amazing throughout the whole thing but Mm. did you have any moments where you're like oh fuck's sake like maybe I'm racing too early or or I'm not feeling great or or was it all like pretty plain sailing um I mean, the swim, yeah, was pretty plain sailing, I think, for me. But definitely the bike, like, I was just, like, felt, I was, like, I know that I'm, like, a better rider than this and I'm not displaying how I can actually ride. So I was getting frustrated at that. And then you kind of go through that cycle where you're getting frustrated that you, like, don't feel as good as you want and you're not riding as fast as you want. But then that's, like, obviously a bit counterproductive because there's no point in doing that because you're just going to get yourself in the loop. Um, so when I feel like that, which I definitely did had some moments on the bike where I felt like that is I'm just like, think about trying to be efficient. So even if I'm not pushing the power that I want to hold, I like just focus on being really aero on the flat bits and still like focusing on the process of being aero, even on the slight inclines pushing. And uh, like one of my biggest strengths on the bike is that I'm able to push like the last over the last 10% of a climb and then push really hard down the other side. So I hold speed across rollers. So I was still trying to focus on doing that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think people would be surprised at how often professional athletes like in races, especially in like half Ironmans, but most certainly in Ironmans, how Mm. often you're like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, (laughs) what am I doing this to for? Um, and I mean, the ultimate thing is whether you're amateur or elite, I think for most people, it's like, cause you want to be better each time. Right. Yeah. And you want to see that improvement. And also like a lot of the time, I, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, well, I'm already here. Like me being an nego on the course actually isn't going to help anything. Like you might as well focus on the things you can control and try and get something out of it at least. Um, that's the Australian method. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and uh, the thing with long course is, is like, you know, your day can change around pretty quickly. You know, yeah. Cairns last year, you know, in the full for me, I had like a decent swim and then I was biking like absolute dog shit, to be honest. Like I was riding so slow compared to what I usually do. Um because I was still having all those issues with my left leg. And I literally was like, okay, well, you're like 90 Ks from town. So you might as well keep riding back into town, like, and just try and be as efficient as you can and still have like all your nutrition and stuff. Cause, um, you know, you can never know what can happen. Uh, and then I got into, and then the last like 45 minutes of the bike, I actually felt better. And I started mm-hmm. like catching back up to, the front not catching back up but I like wasn't losing any time and then I got off and I felt like the best I'd ever felt on the run maybe because I'd ridden a little bit easier than what I usually would and still had all like the nutrition I needed and anyway and so long story short I ended up coming third um because you know it's about a nine hour day or whatever mm. it is so like yeah I guess it's just kind of like you just keep going you're already out there you've already invested that much in it and like I'm always of the thought that like unless it's going to do like detrimental damage to you or it's going to really impact your races like in the future like then you might as well finish or you might as well keep going and you don't know what can happen yeah nice 
sorry, that was a long-winded answer. No, I like that. That was <laughs> good. good. That's good. I think it would be helpful for people listening. Like, you're going to go through shit moments, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. And, like, I was talking to someone about it the other day and I was like, in your unbiased opinion, do you think triathlon is the hardest sport in the world? <laughs> um, they were an exercise scientist who, like, and worked with, you know, a whole array of athletes, including triathletes. Um, and, yeah, pretty much they were like, yeah, in terms of, like, training um, and also the level that, like, amateurs, the amount amateurs have to train to be good or to just finish a race or whatever is way more than, like, any other amateur sport, you know? I remember in college when I was like, I was, you know, running track where the events like a 10 K on the track, you know, which is hopefully a little bit quicker than 30 minutes was like just a death March. Like it was terrible. You never wanted to run the 10 K on the track. And I would always think about like, uh, one day I want to do an Ironman because it sounds fucking like bonkers. And now like for all of us, we're sort of at the level where like we've basically done well either have completed multiple Ironmans like competitively like racing it not just going to complete it or like kind of near do one in training on the weekend and it doesn't seem that crazy like just the distance of it and I always forget like when I was not a swimmer or a cyclist or even like a, a, a long distance runner like I wasn't running marathons just the thought of that distance was absolutely insane like yeah. it is crazy it has yeah I, I mean there's I guess ultra marathoning could well and ultra cycling, but when you put them all together and the training, the training required. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how your like perception changes, isn't it? Cause yeah. I, I was the same. Like I was like, fuck, I man, like such a long way. And then, and then you do like these long training sessions and now suddenly I'm like, I'm in a place where a three hour ride doesn't feel that long because now I'm like riding yeah. longer, but then like, you know, a year or so ago I'd have been like, Wow, that's actually quite a long ride yeah <laughs> yeah it just it just changes as you go doesn't it yeah it all becomes relative yeah you know uh, like the more you do it doesn't it so you guys are going to soon be swimming 12k a day in the pool yeah <laughs> oh okay speaking of which i okay so i came I came, I came across this guy's instagram the other day like just a real came. i think i know who you're gonna say talk about the guy who's been doing those crazy swims in the pool like 36 hours yeah hours yes nine hours yeah and no, did you seriously. see all the people commenting on it being like this isn't real there's none of you actually swimming it's just like a reel yeah. of him at the end being like okay guys i just swam thirty-six thousand yards my biggest workout in the pool Anyway, sorry, no, Ari, I stole your story. No, uh, wait. So, I mean, he definitely did. Well, I guess there's no footage of it, but I didn't read the I comments. I believe him. I, yeah, I'm I, giving he's him the of the doubt. He's an ultra swimmer. And he's, he's not very good, though, I don't think. Really? Oh, really? He's only come second at Masters when I stalked, but I could oh, I right. really didn't do any stuff. All I saw was he swimming. There was one where he swam like 72,000 over two days. Like he's, he's literally <laughs> at the pool. <laughs> All, and I'm pretty sure it's short course yard. So it's a 25 yard pool. Yeah. yeah just, so much. He's in there fun. all day. It's, I can't like. Is the guy like, does he look like a swimmer? Like, is he ripped? And he's like. There's nothing of his body. Like, I, oh, you right. know, he's definitely got goggle face. I, I, what, I yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Anton. Was it Anton? Swimmer Anton. Yeah. Swimmer Anton. Anton. 18 times master swimming open water and long distance national champion. Nine time master swimming open water and long distance national record holder. My question to you is why isn't he doing like Olympic stuff then if he's swimming that much? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean Olympic stuff? Like in a 50 meter pool or like well, the like, Olympics? No, as in like going to the Olympics. 
maybe he's just not that good. Yeah. Well, he's obviously <laughs> decent, but yeah. Man's a diesel engine. <laughs> 100 by 400. Yeah. His workout, it was 100 by 400 was his workout. <laughs> oh, that's so boring as well. That's so shit. Uh, oh, yeah. you should do one of them before you leave camp. I think that's... Yeah, you could say that a nine thousand meter swim is overkill. I've got I posted it on my story that uh, like that I had the, had it coming up, and a lot of people were like, "Bro, that's too well, why why you got to do that?" <laughs> like, They're like, "Bro, the Australian methods don't do it." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely gonna do it, but forty thousand yards. That's a good Quite week. Far. That's a good week of that's swimming. Huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess if you're gonna swim twenty five miles. 25k open water if it's the only yeah. thing you do as well right like if you don't have oh to but bike. yeah still yeah. a nine and a half it's still a long way yeah. win republic has just unveiled their lineup of professional triathletes for the highly anticipated 2024 triathlon season among the athletes joining forces with win republic are ashley gentle chelsea sadaro lionel sanders Braden curry leon chevalier josh amberger aaron royal Susie cheatham jocelyn mccauley sam appleton and rebecca clark and that's just the tip of the iceberg. The list goes on, with many more exceptional athletes set to be wearing Win Republic tri suits in 2024. Win Republic has forged partnerships with these specific world-leading professional triathletes, aiming to support and empower them in their journey towards achieving their goals in 2024 and beyond. This collaboration presents an exciting opportunity for Win Republic to leverage their extensive and detailed analysis and knowledge of aerodynamic, hydrodynamic, and ergonomic testing. The invaluable feedback, encompassing both men and women and middle and long distance athletes, has the ultimate goal to further enhance Win Republic's industry-leading aero tri-suit range. At Win Republic, excellence is their standard. They work with the best to bring you the best tri-suits in the world of triathlon. So, whether you're a seasoned athlete or an aspiring triathlete enthusiast, be sure to check out Win Republic for the latest updates, insights, and top-notch gear that will elevate your triathlon experience to new heights in 2024. And if you do find yourself wanting to try any of their tri-suits, cycling, running apparel, anything for yourself, use the discount code TTH15 for 15% off at their website. So Harry, I'm, I'm a little bit curious about this. Your, Can you tell me a bit more about your build into Ironman South Africa? Because I feel like 11 weeks out doing so much Ironman specificity, like are you going to, are you mm. just going to do that for like, 10 weeks and then taper or like what's your you know do you know your coach's thinking uh, are you doing so like macro cycles for the most part it'll be like a, a 12 week lead into the Ironman but the last two weeks will be a taper so essentially like 10 weeks of work um and then we'll build up slowly like increase the volume but we'll always have like key sessions within the week so like a key long run on the weekend um so I did like what did I do the other day like 32k with some like over under efforts like uh, Ironman pace above and below um and then we'll also do every week for the most part we'll have like a key or well, a couple of key bikes but one like longer bike so like five to six hours um start to do some runoff stuff like that so like it's going to be a long build yeah. for sure like, but it's all like iron man it's yeah. a lot of like iron man like and thereabouts pace like yeah so a lot of it is now like i used to work um, do like quite a lot of in intensity, but now I'm bringing the intensity down a bit, but just sustaining it for a bit longer. So it means that I can then do more of that. So I don't need to do like one or two key bikes a week. I can do, I can almost do like three or four, but it's at a lower intensity that I can sort of recover from it. 
But you're just doing that for 11 weeks. Like you can do any VO2 max. You're going to do it. Like, are you worried about like, you know, obviously you'll be not so strong, but I'm just kind of like when you said you're already like on the five and a half hour rides this weekend, it's mm. just like for three months. But did you do a similar thing yeah. going into Florida? Oh, I actually, so we've completely changed things because going into Florida, um, I was kind of the the opposite approach. I was doing quite a bit of intensity. And my problem I had in Florida was that I got to maybe 25K and 30K on the run and I was fucked. Like there was nothing left. So essentially what I'm trying to do now is work on that fatigue management and almost like, in my mind, it's like in an Ironman, the first 60% is pretty manageable. It's the last 40. So I'm almost like training for that 40. So I'm putting myself in a fatigue state and then trying to still be able to show up and hit Ironman pace under fatigue um, for this block of training so that hopefully when I get to South Africa, like I know the first bit of the race is going to be fine. It's just that it's the last bit on the bike. Oh, the first the, bit of the race is probably going to get canceled. Well, I fucking <laughs> hope not. There's a, just a say yeah, 75%. How many times has that swim gotten canceled in the past like five years? Well, I mean, we did 800 meters last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah they've it's been moved, canceled uh, twice to two years before. Yeah, they've moved the location of it now to try and to try and make sure it's not because it's just the swell is just like nuts or like what is it yeah is it that it doesn't look that bad but i think there's a real strong undercurrent Uh, and i heard josh amberg is going though so he'll be pissed that'll be good yeah so what's your volume what sort of volume are you going to be hitting like what are Uh, you trying to sustain for the next 10 weeks yeah so it's just going to be actually uh gradually increasing so the start of this block like i'm only really Kind of just at the start of it, so I did twenty. Need to have a caveat, so we don't. Yeah, just yeah. To give you shit for not doing enough hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I only did twenty-seven <laughs> hours last week after COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we'll get up to thirty-nine yeah. by mid-block. We'll get up to forty-five, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but actually, if you're already at twenty-seven, you're going to be. Oh, he's not eating or sleeping. He comes on and he's shaking on the podcast like twitching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like a million coffees a day just to keep me awake. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it'll probably hover around between twenty-eight and thirty hours. I don't think, I don't think I'd be able to really sustain much more for that long. Um, maybe, maybe a few key weeks I'll dip into like early thirties, but I doubt, Ooh. I doubt I'll be able to sustain that. Yeah, just like a big, yeah, big little stimulus and then go back down yeah yeah exactly. have you done many like have you done any like many 30 hour weeks and stuff like that harry like in inconsistently a row so not like yeah like not really in a row i've just kind of just kind of almost like randomly thrown them in and gone ah fuck it i'll do this um see how we go so now i'm i'm having yeah i've got this bit more of an approach of like building up rather than just kind of being a bit sporadic with the training um you know like 27 mm. last week i'll do this week would be like 28 29 yeah next week maybe a bit more and then oh my god load management yeah. <laughs> i know it's crazy uh, <laughs> are you uh biking or running with leon at all it's like he's obviously focusing on the uh t100 yeah tour this so year focusing so on that stuff yeah I mean, he's that'll be pretty high up. octane yeah so i think he's gonna probably do a few different bits um but uh yeah i'm training with him mostly like bike and swim oh no sorry uh swim and run but on the bike um he quite likes to sit on the turbo and do his own thing and oh, i'm wow. kind of i'm i'm kind of mostly on the turbo as well so we'll we'll make occasionally meet up for like a, a group ride or something but i think he's probably going to have some some more high intensity shit to do yeah those bikes are going to be crazy 
Yeah, I mean, that, that T100 is going to be mad. Harry, would you say that you're like more naturally an, um, an aerobic athlete, like you have a good aerobic engine, or are you better at the high-end stuff like VO2 or LP2 stuff? Yeah, this so it's a bit of a mix, really. Like they... Um, <laughs> The squad take the piss out of me actually because they always say I should do the super series stuff and like the the really short course shit. Um, because uh, I do have he's like, a sprinter boy. I do have quite like a high, um, high like an ability to get good power out. But as soon as I'm into the red, I'm absolutely fucked. Like I so yeah, if we're doing yeah. like you can't come back. Yeah. So if we're doing like fifty meter sprints in the pool, I need so much recovery between them because otherwise I just like. I, I just yeah I hit the deck and I go so slow or like on the bike if I'm doing microburst efforts the first few are great and I'm like fuck I'm so strong and then after that I'm like I'm I'm fucked like this is What's that, is a microburst <laughs> is that like 40 20s or 30 30s or are you talking more like yeah like I'm I'm talking more like maybe yeah like 10 seconds on 50 seconds oh, okay on. wow yeah, but like I'll I'll, yeah, I'll be <laughs> That's going, like I'll a, be yeah <laughs> Oh, is that wow? That is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I mean that's hard. That's <laughs> it's embarrassing. Hard. It's uh, but but yeah. And then as soon as I kind of bring it down, then I've got this ability to to keep going. So I, it's really weird. I'm both ends of the spectrum. Um, so it's yeah, it's quite funny. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. The uh, the if you got that natural ability, then you know, like a ten week high volume, low intensity probably serves you really well. If you're like naturally very high glycolytic capacity, like. It should do. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we'll see. Like, it's just a slightly different approach. I kind of figured going into Florida, Florida didn't really work out. So I don't really want to have the same approach. So a lot of that is like, that was the first Ironman that you had finished and that you went into without E. coli. Shut up. I'm shitting myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like, I feel like a lot of that has to come down to just like, management of the race rather than just the training you did so yeah and i do think it'll probably it probably will take me a bit of time to to sort of figure out but this is this is actually something i was i was chatting with uh the squad about and we kind of figured like going for going for iron man probably makes more sense now full iron man um because because of the olympics this year after the Olympics, you've probably got a lot of the short course guys and girls that are going to step up to 70.3 and that's going to make mm. it like shit hot competitive. That's why I'm swimming 40k a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so your options are swim 40k a week or do Ironman. Yeah, yeah, right. basically, yeah. Because I, I, I genuinely think like... Are often, you calling a shit Ari or what? Maybe, I was just saying you got the option. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see see what happens. But I do, I genuinely do think like yeah, a lot of the short course people step up and it'll be pretty oh, yeah. crazy. That seventy point three. I mean, they're going to see the money going into it, aren't they? So they're yeah. like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. If they think they have the ability to. That seventy point three worlds this year is going to be not because I think I think everyone from uh, the uh, T one hundred is going to be able to like it's over by then. I, I think. yeah, I think so. I forget. So it's yeah, it is going to be. It's the week after, I think they're like grand, the final, grand final. So, and I think the grand finals in Dubai or something. So it's like they're already mm-hmm. halfway over here. So uh, I guess a lot of them will potentially be like, oh, fuck it. Why wouldn't you go and do 70.3 worlds and see if you can. If they've got slots, it money. might be hard for them to get. It's like you got to exactly, do an that extra. Is right. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. quite hard to get slots this year, actually, because I think obviously a lot of people want to go. 
Well, I mean, in the Oceania region, it is, that's for sure. Yeah, so. I was very lucky to get it early. It was like the first or second weekend, I think it was available. Just like yeah, luck of the draw there. If you can get it like the year before, yeah. like straight after 7.3 Worlds, yeah. or and then, so yeah. And I, yeah, now I can just like focus my whole year towards it. On that. On yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Well, what have, you, what have you got next then? What's your like, well, what's your first race of the season? It's not Oceanside, uh, is it? No, it's going to be St. George, I think. Um, just, yeah, I, I think I was talking about this last week that Oceanside is going to be just a super, super like ultra competitive field, um, yeah. which not that I'm... I don't know. You could say I'm ducking the competition, I guess, but like, I know, I know how good I am right now. And it's, you know, I'm still ranked 165. You're being realistic. Yeah. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to break into definitely, you know, I would like to break into the top 100 this year and be competitive on the North American circuit, but I'm not, I am not at the level where I can go in and swim with all of the international and top domestic competition. That's going to be at Oceanside, which is already insanely competitive because it's the first race of the year. And will be even more competitive and because it's the series. pro series and then even yeah. more competitive because it's like three weeks before Texas. So everyone who's doing Texas is going to get their, you know, first 70.3 that they need for the pro series out of the way at Oceanside. So it's like triple, like, yeah, you're just going to go in there and, and get fucked. And it's like, yeah. yes, valuable experience for sure. You know, seeing it's always good to go and race the top guys and just see where you are in comparison to them. Um, but also, yeah, like I have my 70.3 world slot. Like I kind of know what I want out of the general progression for the year and going into my first race of the season and spending, you know, over a thousand dollars to get there and race entry and Airbnb and everything just doesn't, doesn't make sense. Whereas St. George will hopefully be, it'll be very competitive, but hopefully a little more chilled than Mm. Oceanside. And then after, after that, we'll make a. I'll make a judgment call on what's next. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing on the horizon right now. Plus it gives me, uh, I'm back in the U S on March 2nd. So that would only give me like yeah. four weeks to like, whatever, get, you know, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. I'm going to be pretty, pretty uh, tired. Like by the end of this camp, you know, like I'm giving it a lot and yeah. especially this new supportion, like I'm kind of like my head is, at, uh, I'm ready to work um and not uh, like an unsustainable load you know so like i'm gonna get back and probably need a little bit of rest be in a box yeah yes yeah (laughs) Uh, plus the jet lag um yeah yeah the travel back's not very good exactly yeah so that would only give me and yeah that's like a month or four weeks to oceanside so waiting till saint george gives me an entire extra month to like get settled get back into training again do some specificity for the race podium at st george then yeah yeah that's the that's the plan we'll be done yeah <laughs> he's locked it in he can't back out now yeah i, can. I <laughs> yeah. definitely can back out i haven't locked it in at all okay i might open up at 70.3 worlds i might just stay here <laughs> yeah you should uh, first race of the season in december yeah 70.3 worlds yeah, yeah. we love that <laughs> ari's literally just talking shit all year about how good he is and then just wait to race 70.3 <laughs> yeah. just you fucking wait guys i've been swimming 70k a week <laughs> i've been doing the australian method all year the australian method man it works i'm very i am pretty excited to go back and swim in a short course yards pool i must say like 
just for one like one swim coach won't be happy with you saying that well just for one swim just to feel fast and then i'll go swim open water and uh find the uh yeah the, the 50 meter pool in seattle life. i think yeah i think it gets set there is one 30 minutes away from me that'll get set up starting in april uh a couple times a week so i will definitely prioritize going down there and getting the big seven like once sets. or twice a week that's that's good isn't it yeah and i'll just save i'll just save the big sets like if it's twice yeah. a week you know and i gotta wake up at the ass crack of dawn you know and i just get a lot of swimming out of the way and then look a short course yards pool is still it's water it gets the job done it might not be yeah. as good but it's it is water even if there's the ladies aqua jogging in the lane with me <laughs> that's how it is all right Anything else, guys? Any uh, ready for bed, Penny? I'm ready for bed. 7.55 p.m. Ari's too late for Ari. Yeah, I got to um, get up at 6 and swim. start my training, yeah. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, I'm just about to start my – well, I've actually had two days off. Crazy. But mainly because the coaches have warned me that I'm, as of tomorrow, starting my block. It's I don't get any – no easy easy weeks or anything until up until Texas. So. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah so, How many uh, weeks away so, yeah. is that? Oft. I don't know. However many South Africa is away. Ten, Ten weeks. weeks? Is, it, is, is, is it the weekend before or after South Africa? I can't remember. Weekend after, I think. Yeah, so okay. 12, yeah. So 12 yeah. weeks. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, but I'll do another um, 70.3 in 26th of march in geelong which is gonna have an absolutely cracking field apparently so um, chloe hartnett for the win so, ew <laughs> um, penny slater for I second was, <laughs> <laughs> well i was really hoping to get my 70.3 world slot there but i think it's going to prove to be more difficult than i thought but that's okay hopefully i'll be um have leveled up by then um but yeah that's basically me i'm doing a lot of more VO2 than I've ever done in the next three weeks and then LT2 block and then Texas block. So I mainly like micro cycles going into Texas because the main focus of the year for me really is obviously Nice, hopefully, which I qualify for. Nice. Sweet yep. as. So that's me. Sweet as. Sweet as. Um, well, thanks, team. Uh, enjoy your 9K swim, Ariolis. We are, I hope to hear that you swam very fast. And don't complain about the pool being too long. It does, that's not. I'll swim like outside. Thing that ha- that's not a thing that happens. It's no, definitely not two meters too long. Too long. No, no, sure. no, no, no. I, I think it is too. I agree with it. Or... You know, Penny knows every single person who know. has ever swam there swims like three to five seconds per hundred slower. <laughs> okay, that's the biggest exaggeration I've ever heard. I reckon <laughs> maximum two seconds slower per <sighs> hundred meters. Do you think it's three. just like what the, I, the I think they me- I think they messed up the bulkhead somehow. They put a bit of honey in the water. Yeah, a bit of treacle. <laughs> Make it thicker. No, Chloe yeah. said she, she takes I it was like 42 to 43 strokes normally in a 50 meter pool and it took her 46 or 47 every time to get down. And I trust okay. her. This isn't just from me. <laughs> you don't trust me. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, well, too, if that is true, it means that I was swimming way faster than what I was actually was in there. So I guess yes. I should take that. Yes. 
Okay, yeah. we can agree it's a slow pull. <laughs> it's, no, it's a long pull. pull. It's a fast it's pull. It's a long pull, but it's 52 meters. It's actually 106 meters every time you do 100 meters. 104, 104. But, uh... <laughs> you should, Ari, as part of your next vlog, you should get a measuring tape out and measure it. I would enjoy that. Please uh, do, actually. That would be know, funny. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Is there Are there 50-meter measuring tapes? Probably. Mm, yeah. I'll take my Probably. iPhone. I'll just use the iPhone measure app. <laughs> Put it on no, store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, all right team. All right. Thanks, night night, team. Pen. Wait. Have a good day Cheers, at training, guys. Harry. Right. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Au revoir. I'm tired of looking around. I'm wondering what I gotta do. I'm supposed to